Welcome to Clit Talk. The Pleasure Positive Podcast. We're like the sex ed you wish you got. And then some. Pussy, pussy. It's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow. Bring your pussies to the show. We're back, Clitorati, with Sarah Grace, the sensual sorceress, with all her tips and tricks on how to be an epic lover. We have our men here as we're quarantined with them uh, in the studio, and we're going to be talking about ejaculation, picking right where we left off from last week, and then we get to the up-to-down golden rule and how to use polarity in the bedroom. Here we go. One of the things I really liked about what Sarah said, though, was actually that it wasn't necessarily like a sexual touching and that it wasn't necessarily like for an explicit purpose of like achieving an orgasm. Yeah, well, that's one of the the main principles of of what you you guide people in, right? Like so in in when you're coaching men into being epic lovers, one of the things you talk about is really releasing that need to have it be about coming. And you even go so far as to say, killing the habit of ejaculation. Six weeks. Six weeks. When people start working with you, they can't ejaculate for (laughs) six weeks. I mean... I've gone three. I don't know about six. That's crazy. (laughs) Well, because you say, you say literally say that it's, it, um, when they ejaculate, they're losing like their life force. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? And then I want to hear what the guys think about it. Yeah. <laughs> when men first hear this, there is like that sense of, oh no, I want to hold on to this. Like this is some, like this experience is precious to me. It's like this fear and defense comes up and like, yeah, mm, it's interesting what just hearing that can bring up in men. And I just encourage any man who heard that and had an emotional response to just ask yourself why, like, what's the fear behind that? But um, yeah, I say six weeks because six weeks is usually around what it takes to physically get over an addiction. And I'm actually not against ejaculation. I think ejaculation is actually so incredible and like you can use it. I think semen is just such a precious beautiful part of um the male experience and any woman who interacts with men sexually like I'm not asking you to give up ejaculation I want that to be clear (laughs) yeah it's incredible right (laughs) but it's actually about learning to see your semen as this precious life force and mm, when you learn to see it that way you actually don't want to ejaculate all the time because you want to use this energy, transmute it to energize the body. And when you feel you actually need to ejaculate all the time, then because you're so used to it, there actually you don't have control over whether you decide to do it or not because it's just something you feel you have to do. It's a habit. So when you get past the, the addiction of it, you can consciously choose when you want to ejaculate and when you choose not to. Yeah. What's the benefit of getting rid of? So you, do you, do you believe that like most men are addicted to ejaculation and like, what's the benefit of getting over the addiction? Um, I think we're taught that 
sex should look a specific way, men and women. Women are addicted to this as well, this idea. Um, and it's about training yourself to not see sexual encounters dependent on ejaculation. So therefore you can stay present, you can focus on the connection and you can go really deep with yourself, with your partner in the sexual experience without focus on the goal. And when you stop focusing on the goal, sex becomes a dance instead of a race. I'll go first. Um, I actually have a pretty uh, unique sort of relationship with ejaculation because I have scar tissue. Uh, When I was very young, I had an attached foreskin. I had surgery at age seven. And so um, actually achieving the goal has been pretty complicated for the last 15 years. And so I learned in my late 20s to start making sex more about, as you say, the dance, like making the enjoyment about the process of it and the goal becoming a fun cherry on top, but not the reason. Um, So uh, some of the things that, you know, I've heard from you, I I understand the purpose behind them, like, you know, but I can't, I I also have gone through a, a different journey that has a similar end goal. And I'm assuming your goal from this is exactly that creating sex as a dance, not about goal orientation. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating. I'd love to hear more about that. I want to speak on one more thing when it comes to why we um, practice semen, why men practice semen retention. It's also to increase, increase more energy in the body so when we are or men are ejaculating all the time, uh, you can ask most men when they are ejaculating, there is like this sense of feeling tired after or a hangover the next day. Um, and a lot of men, most men who stop ejaculating as much, they have an increased energy because you're redirecting the energy. So instead of Um, letting it out into the world as often, you can redirect that energy towards anything else you want to accomplish in life, whether that's working out or, um, yeah, your work, um, spiritual practice, all of this. But yeah, I'd actually, I'd love to hear more about that some other time because that's, I'm so fascinated with that journey. It's funny you say that too. I remember in like high school during soccer games, the guys would always say, like, don't jack off the day of the game. You have to wait until after the game because you'll be less vigorous or something. I don't remember exactly what the thinking was, but it was it was evident. There, there is that myth, is like, don't have sex before a big game because you won't play as well. And it's actually not yeah. the sex, it's the ejaculation. I'm sure, yeah. Mm. I have to say that, like, this six-week, when I heard that, it was, like, I was like, yeah, that's not happening. That's just, that was my first reaction. Like, um, I did at one point um, realize that uh, my masturbation was somewhat like dependent on porn. And, um, and I was having to jack off longer than I wanted to or harder than I wanted to, to like really enjoy it. And, um, so I stopped for like three weeks and cut that off for a bit. And it did have a huge impact and like kind of made a practice out of trying to like come back and like be gentler with myself and not watch visual stimulation and kind of like approach it differently. Um, and that kind of went away too. 
<laughs> but uh, I, I definitely I see I see what you're driving at with that, and uh, it's interesting, um, at least intellectually. <laughs> Would you try and you're not talking? I, probably not to be honest i like i the thing that comes up for me immediately is like yeah i'm absolutely addicted but it doesn't cause me it's not like drinking which i'm doing right now it's not causing me any like actual physical harm and i enjoy it so much that uh it would be hard to give up for sure so um i i've had a unique experience i think so I think what I've noticed in the beginning of my life was that I was at the effect of my orgasm. And I didn't realize this until, until I was started being with sugar because we started opening up our relationship. So right now we're in a committed non-monogamous relationship. And it wasn't until we started going to some play parties where I realized that I was at the effect of my orgasm. So I think it's more about power, uh, like being at cause over yourself rather than at the effect. So before I had a lack of confidence because I felt like I was at the effect of my orgasm and I couldn't control it. After being in different uh, spaces where there's multiple people and it wasn't an intention of mine to have an orgasm, it was the intention to connect, I found more power and more confidence because I, I, I knew that I could control it through my breathing. And so, um, so now with Madison, she has a really high sex drive and for me to even... Um, <laughs> hang with her I have to breathe through it and control my own orgasm so I can I can get to the the edge and then I can pull back and I now have trained myself how to do that and I think there's there's power in there and in, in that experience that I never had before so I can see the difference and and I can tell there's there's something in what you're saying that's hot I have one clarifying question so you're talking about ejaculation not just jacking off but also during intercourse, right? Like not coming. Yes. So that as well. Um, I want to also add to that. There's just so much to talk about on this subject. Um, It's actually really fascinating once you dive into it. Um, I think a lot of men who do this practice are men who have a deep spiritual life. I really want to touch on that because even as a woman, when I'm not having clitoral orgasms, um, which can be similar to the effect ejaculation has. Any orgasm that makes you want to sleep after (laughs) or makes you tired after, this is a losing or mm, you're letting, you're having life force leave the body, which isn't always bad. Um, but if I'm not, um, having clitoral orgasms for a week or two weeks, my yoga practice, my meditation practice is so much more expansive because I have so much more energy moving throughout my bodies. I can feel my chakras so much more. I can move the energy so much more. I can feel it in my body. And a lot of men speak on this as well because a lot of the times when we want to, when men want to ejaculate, it's because they have so much energy in the lower parts of the body and it's actually uncomfortable and they don't know what to do with it. So this is part of it is learning how to move the energy through spiritual practice, through yoga, through breath work, through meditation, is moving the energy from this one point of the body throughout the whole body. And even like you can imagine it leaving your body and um, even connecting it with other people if you really get into advanced practices. 
So I have a little bit to share on that. I feel like what I was talking about before of like when I'm not in the mood. So specifically what's happening with me right now is I had a baby eight months ago and my periods are like two weeks long. So I do not enjoy sex as much on my period, but Ethan gets so pent up that the energy coming at me as soon as I'm ready to go is just like, it's too much for me. And I completely understand that like, He's like ready to go and has been super patient with me. And maybe we've had sex once during that time. But I'm also like, I don't know, that that's, I'm having trouble um, since we're talking about this, really um, managing myself. So I know you talked about like getting in touch with my own pleasure. But is there something else within this ejaculation conversation that I can do to help him? Yeah, I heard a few things there. With the with the period, I have a few mm, yeah, points I want to make on that. I would ask you, I would really have you challenge yourself and ask yourself why don't you like to be sexual on your period or are there other ways you do feel more excited about being sexual on your period, maybe playing with the breasts or making out or um mm, yeah, I'm breastfeeding, so it's definitely not my breasts. I do feel um, uh, more connected or it could be. and interested. <laughs> no, I it's you. No, not not into it. And I actually squirted Ethan once with my <laughs> breast milk, and he got really not happy about it. So <laughs> it's not not a sexual Jesus. thing for me. But I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did it on purpose because I thought it'd be funny, but Katie! it wasn't. I would try I thought, it if I was her. Are you kidding me, Lindsay? You would do you it kidding too. Me? You'd be I like, let across me... the room. Oh, I'm what I do. Not do it. <laughs> to Ethan, I had you were being intimate for the first time in months, and <laughs> it wasn't in, the... in months. <laughs> it was not in months. Whatever, it did not land well. Like but months. what to answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> my uh what I do enjoy like when I'm on my period what I crave the most is um being by myself with my um Foria wellness and my magic wand <laughs> and like that's that's all I want like I want everyone to go to sleep and mm-hmm. leave me alone oh my to be God. by myself I mean if I'm being perfectly honest hashtag me too on the Foria and the magic wand if I was on I an know. island deserted and they were like you can only bring two things I'd be like Foria wellness and oh my yeah magic if the house wand. is on fire I'm grabbing my exactly yeah <laughs> I don't I, I ran mean, out of Foria wellness pushing, it's like really not actually, good you gotta order some more <laughs> I know. you gotta use our what coupon code clit talk 10 to get your 10% off discount yeah okay, okay. But, uh, that's fine I'm gonna air I'm gonna I, air our ad like right after this <laughs> gonna, yeah there you go hey there clitoris it's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really want to take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. Foria Wellness Awaken CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So 
I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk, and they were an overwhelming yes. So now you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there, and if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code CLITTALK10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough, so do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that might be uh, pushing an edge to, to you, Katie, but I mean, fuck it, right? Uh, we should just swap partners sometimes. Just kidding. Oh my God. I'm kidding. Katie on, is right? never going to go for that. I just wanted to giggle, but like, I get it's it. It's not my it's thing. Fine. It's fine. It's not personal. It's okay. I'm good. I want to hear I'm what straight. Sarah but... has to say to Katie. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, sugar. I think I would encourage both of you to have a discussion and coming from a place of generosity. So remind yourself that before the discussion starts, that you are coming into this discussion from a place of generosity and deep desire for pleasure when it comes to yourself and your partner. Because you are responsible for your for this person's sex life and your own sex life. You're dealing with <laughs> different relationships, your own sex life, this person and your sex life, and they're dealing with their own sex life. Yeah. So Coming and having an honest discussion from a place of generosity and really mm, coming to an agreement, what works for both of you and really asking yourself, like, how could I really enjoy myself with this, with my partner and also, um, yeah, help them with what would make them excited and turned on. I think you just have to really have an honest discussion and Mm, come to common ground and also i think i'd like you to mediate that discussion yeah we can do that oh, yeah. to us. for sure she does you'd that. be the perfect person <laughs> uh she you do yeah i'm sure well, you she do, does right 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 oh i have one thing that comes up for me with what you said sarah but i feel like you were about to say something else um i would it would be so exciting if you just started throughout your day imagining as you're breathing in Imagining your energy from your genitals moving up your body. So you can imagine it moving up to your heart, to your third eye, out your crown, or just like generally in the upward direction. And then you can just breathe out and let it out. You can breathe the energy back down. But really just like starting to connect with the inner energy of your body. So when you are feeling so much energy and overwhelm and you just need to let it out, you can close your eyes. Just breathe, imagine the energy moving up, spreading throughout your body, and then breathing it out and relaxing. And then learning to enjoy all this energy and actually then using it to whatever you want. So then focusing really hard on work or focusing on working out. You don't always have to let it out in the same way. Because that actually sounds like a really disempowering cycle of feeling you need to do this and you need your partner to help you. That actually sounds not super exciting for anyone Mm. i have to tell you that like the way that i approach pretty much everything in my life is with like a hundred percent of me Mm. Uh, whether that be work or working out i do both of those things very hard and frequent and every day um and i hear you and uh that's definitely food for thought i'll think about how to apply that 
Thank you. I got one thing I, I have to ask you. It's one of my favorite things that you talk about, and it's seducing the feminine and the golden rule, um, the up to down. And truly, like, this is all I really want. I don't even need the sex. It'd be nice to be rubbed um, for my yoni to be rubbed. I, I would just love that and more of that and like wanting that and asking for that. I've tried to ask for it. I've been definitely ineffective. I haven't been able to express it. And like, I feel like your terminology really like created a way for me to communicate about this now. And, you know, hopefully the outcome being, being able to receive that, um, more frequently, uh, from an authentic place and, and not a codependent place, but actually, um, I would love for you to kind of dive into that a little more. That's something for me that I'm up against. And um, even if it means my partner not coming, but being able to be sexual throughout the week. Yeah. Okay. So my Mm. golden rule, um, you're talking about like the up to down rule. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) I love this rule. Right. So um, every woman's different. Every woman's turn on is different. Um, but generally approaching a woman and seducing a woman, um, when it comes to touch, um, and through the senses from the top of her body, the very top of her head down to the bottom to her yoni. Yeah. So starting by touching her hair, touching her face, kissing her lips, her eyes, (laughs) touching and kissing her neck all the way down to the breast and then just keep going down and really paying attention where is she reacting and showing her pleasure the most on this journey downwards so if she's making more noise or moving more expressing more pleasure as you're touching her face take time and touch her face more keep doing that and if she's not really making noise or not expressing pleasure, move on, go to the next part of the body, but really like exploring her body from the top down. And usually men start from the bottom up. So they just go straight for the yoni or the clitoris, um, or even just straight for the breast. Mm-hmm. But really like mm, seeing a woman's body is like a labyrinth and you're like, you're going on a, Mm, epic journey through her body opening her up like each part of her body going down is a doorway and you're just unlocking each key (laughs) to Mm. fully unlock her whole body till her yoni is like so open and ready for you the idea of what is it alpha and omega and the masculine and feminine roles traditionally um can you elaborate a little bit on that Yeah, so mm, I was speaking about polarity in terms of I'm using alpha and omega recently. You could say masculine and feminine, yin and yang. You can even think of it in terms of left brain and right brain. But um, so alpha is more of the pursuer. Yeah, the penetrator, the space holder. Um, And um, omega is more following, receiving, allowing. yeah creative energy yeah so these are like ancient energies that we've worked with forever um and 
Mm, If you are wanting to be pursued more, if you really master these energies, you can learn to almost like suck in your partner, um, get mm, really good at being in the receiver role. And you can practice this even in conversation by mm, just letting the person you're talking to lead the conversation. So if you're tempted to ask a question or redirect a conversation, which is something I did my whole life and I still do a lot of time cause at times because it's fun and I enjoy that, but also practicing um, just actually sitting back, allowing silence and trusting that the person you're talking to will direct the conversation will act ask the next question and this can be during sex too so not always like um being the first to kiss or take the clothes off but trusting and getting in receiver mode um that the person in front of you will do this yeah and just creating space for them to do this and this requires a lot of trust in your partner and whoever is you're wanting to be in the more alpha role And therefore requires more trust from yourself because really it's just a reflection of your partner. This trust in your partner can be a deep reflection of trust you feel inside of your body towards your own being, own part of yourself. But it can also be a reflection of not trusting your partner because of something that's gone on in the relationship. Um, But it really is an act of trust to be in that receiver mode. And you could do the opposite too if you want to pursue your partner, but they're pursuing you. So there's no polarity, yeah? Pursue harder. Like, penetrate harder. And if you want to be the receiver, but your partner's in receiver mode, passive, like, not pursuing, receive deeper. So go deeper into the polarity that you want, the opposite that you want your partner to be. I have a question. So when you say receive hard or deeper, or penetrate harder, are you talking about the person's thinking? And then what do you actually have to think about? So um, if I'm, um, if I guess the, the best way for me to, to ask it is if, if Madison is, like if she's feeling needy and I need to guide her into receiving, then what would I say to her? How, how can I, how can I get that recreated to where she understands that? Yeah. Mm, I think with you guys, it's really important that she feels safe. So really being conscious and like aware of if any kind of feelings of not safety are coming up or she's shutting down and um, being really aware of that because of her history. But let's say if you're in a consensual situation and you want to be the aggressor, like on like practicing actually like getting into this energy where you are demanding that surrender, you are demanding that um, submission. This is really powerful work to practice in BDSM actually. And this is where I really went deep into this, practicing domination and submission, because those are like extreme versions of polarity. And when you practice both extremes, like you can play with them really easily. But like when you're a dom, like this, I'm using this as an example, like being so, mm, feeling so deserving 
of that person's submission. And you're showing this in your body language, in your energy. You're even imagining your energy pushing out. Your energy bubble is over that person. There are shamanic things you can do to make this even more incredible. Um, but like getting into this mode where you are fully demanding and deserving of this person's submission. And it could be the opposite too. Like you are fully like, like going fully inward and like sinking deep and deep into yourself that like the person in front of you, like just is drawn closer to you. It's like really playing with these in an extreme way so that you can play with them subtly in your whole life. And and Sarah, there were there were two things that you had mentioned um, when we were chatting before the episode, because um, something that's been coming up for a lot of our cast members is past trauma that's being brought in and affecting their current relationships. And you had talked about two things that they can really do to help heal that and move past that and like have a deeper intimacy with their partners. Yeah. Um, thanks for bringing that up. Um, yeah. Like I said before, uh, everyone's, story and um, healing will be different and look totally different. But the two things I found that have worked for me really radically, um, but it's all a journey. It's all a process, not going to be an overnight um, fix, but really committing to radical vulnerability um, with yourself, with your partner. Mm, This commitment to feeling deeply and expressing deeply so in sex if feelings of sadness are coming up expressing that through movement sound however that looks if feelings of numbness are coming out moving what that numbness would look like but really like expressing whatever is there for you in front of your partner and alone and then also um, self-pleasure practice or ritual um, to really nurture your own body, your own healing. So, because our partners aren't always capable of holding us in um, all the healing work we need to do, and that that and sometimes they are. But mm, really, like nurturing yourself too, and having your having your partner and your relationship be a place of healing through radical vulnerability and your partner's space holding. And also space holding for yourself and creating time and space for you to do this for yourself in self-pleasure. Well, thank you. That's so beautiful, Sarah. And I I, I definitely think we want to have you come on and give us some individual coaching. Yeah, well, <laughs> As, I think Ethan and I are going to hire you. Yeah. Sure. yeah. We need some help. From you. Come, come back on and really the um, really just the possibility of having that deep, vulnerable intimacy with your partners and your friends and, and all the relationships in your life. So we're definitely going to have you come back and give us some individualized coaching if you're up for it. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. Amazing. So, um, Sarah, where can our listeners find you? Yeah, so you can go to my website, thesensualsorceress.com, or um, on Instagram. I'm really active on there at The Sensual Sorceress. Um, I offer one on one coaching, mentorships for men, women, and couples, and anything in between. Um, I also have an online course for men, which is my baby. It's over 40 videos. So simple. Um, and I'm always adding to it and there's a Facebook group and I'm also creating an online course for women. 
Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. We're definitely going to have you come back. Um, this was such a great episode and um, thank you so much for being here. For our Clitorati, you know we love you and we will see you next Tuesday. Thanks for all the cocks for coming on the episode and Ooh. for all of you guys out there, we love you. We'll see you next Tuesday. Did you just love this episode of Clit Talk? Well, shit, then you better head on over to iTunes and subscribe, but only if you want amazing orgasms. Also, while you're over there, please rate us and leave a review. But again, only if you're open to incredible sex and amazing relationships and world peace and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, It's very much appreciated and thank you.